This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Time to get geeky, get awesome. It is the awesome cast. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in the Beachview neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here with your, uh, if I have my math correct, 11th anniversary show. Is it 11th anniversary? It's been 11 years. It was uh, June 3rd, 2010, that we started this show, and we're still rolling here on June 1st, 2021. We survived everything from a pandemic. To, to the iPhone, I guess. Like, well, actually, the entire breadth of the extra iPhone, isn't it? Uh, but we got a hell of a crew with us. Uh, Katie is celebrating the eleventh uh, years of uh, of uh, uh, Awesome Cast at the beach, apparently. So uh, uh, check out her great uh, uh, um, uh, beachiness over on the Instagrams. And uh, but with us from Studio C in the Big D Dormont, PA, is John Chichilla, the gadget guru from Big Bank International, Esquire. I'm just happy I got my mic and camera working today. There you go. How's it going? <laughs> he got all the K's. <laughs> he gets on, and I'm like, Chilla, you look like a normal Zoom call. Fix your camera. <laughs> but uh, but everything's all in line. So good to have you back on here, sir. Good to be back. And we also have with us, uh, he is with the iPhoneography podcast. He is Dave Potter. Thanks for having me on, Sorg. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Very colorful over there. I love it. So, oh, yeah. and, oh, and happy, Pri- <laughs> happy Pride Month, everybody. But thanks for reminding me with your shirt. <laughs> First day. So, and we, he usually gets the call on the anniversary show, so we're keeping that new tradition alive. So, uh, you know, time zones and such. But uh, Rob De La Creta joining us, the original awesome caster, and actually the original owner of the dot com, too. So, Rob, how oh, you gee. doing? It was my idea. It was you can his. Blame me for none of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I love, like, I, you know, you know, I swear I kind of know what I'm doing every week, but I usually have a technical issue whenever Rob comes on to keep the tradition of mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. we did the shows from week to week, right? I'm I'm like a, a living, breathing voodoo token uh, to ensure that something will go <laughs> It is. It's like, oh, Rob's here. Now I'm nervous. So <laughs> I can produce a live pay-per-view with no issues, but my weekly podcast I have a problem with, obviously. So oh, outro the intro, intro the outro. Intro the outro. You know what? The... They both look the same. I should probably change those graphics for have been the same for 10 years. So, (laughs) you know, it was a while. I think you were gone a little bit before I realized I should remove the with Rob and Mike from the intro. So (laughs) three years later, three years later, I'm like, you know, I don't think Rob's coming back. I should probably take this off. Uh, So I I miss the the rotating boinks block in the bottom corner. No, I do, too. I do too. I, I got to see. You know what? I haven't div- dived in. We're on like our third video streaming software as well, right? So um, I guess technically fourth because we've probably OBS a couple on locations, but uh, which we may be doing next week as well. Uh, but, anyways, this is the Awesome Cast. You can check out everything at awesomecast.com. 
Thanks, Rob. Uh, <laughs> over there. Uh, hit us up an email. Awesomecast at SorgatronMedia.com for comments and inquiries. And uh, tweet us at Awesomecast. Awesomecast on the Facebook page and group. A lot of great discussion happened over on the group, including uh, stories shared throughout the week. Dave, Dave Dave's actually a really good uh, contributor uh, <laughs> to that over there. And uh, also on the YouTube. And uh, you can tune in to us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the AwesomeCast Facebook, on the AwesomeCast YouTube, and on the Sorgatron Media Twitch page. Uh, so however you like to do your uh, video streaming. Also, a shout-out to our friends, uh, our audio partner at the postindustrial.com. They're helping share the show uh, with our rest, rest Belt friends out there uh, through that medium. And also, if you like all the uh, Sorgatron Media shows or just want to discover what else is going on, we also have the Sorgatron Media Master Feed on your podcast provider where you can get all the shows that we're doing in one place. Everything from the geeky stuff on here to Dungeons and Dragons to comic books with Comic Book Pit. And, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of wrestling in there, too. Patreon.com slash AwesomeCast. Thank you, everybody, that's supporting the show. Our friends at the Coffee Club level, Matt Weller, John DeGore, John Carmen, Cynthia Klosky, and... Scott McTaggart, and at the fan of the show level, Michael Fedor, pghmuseums.org, Professor Buzzkill, and Dave that's here on the show. What's up, Dave? Hey, Dave. Boom. Hey, hey thank there. You. Thank you for your contribution. So, <laughs> Oh, welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You uh, directly contribute to the show, and you get a little bit of extra chatter that we have uh, around the show as well. And if we're uh, experimenting with anything, that usually gets in the feed as well. So uh, so you can do that at patreon.com slash awesomecast. So let's get into our awesome things of the week. I see that actually I have more of a curiosity that for Chilla's now. So I want to see what this is about. I, I, I was Chilla, what is your awesome thing of the week? So mine is a I'm guessing it's pronounced Tom Talk. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, smart pad folio EVA hard shell case. I need something that I can quickly throw in a bag. It's actually more for my kids' stuff. Um, but the price was right. These devices come in at I think like thirty for the for the bigger one, the case plus. It's thirty six ninety nine. Comes in two colors, black or gray. Two of my favorite colors. Um, you can get the case pro for in a, in a multitude of colors, even like a swirly pattern. Um, but what this does mm-hmm. is it kind of has a a folder in there that allows you to put you know a couple cables. I think in the picture they have a, a hard drive case. You can put a, a pen, stylus, whatever, but it fits the iPad and a bunch of extra peripherals in one neat zipper pouch. Um, there's a there's an, a pouch on the on the left hand side too that you can tuck some stuff into. I just wanted something that I could throw in a bag and not worry about the the front front screen cracking or hitting something. Um, this is perfect just to throw in his overnight bag as he is shuffled off to grandparents or in-laws or whatnot. So um, the price is right. And I feel like that it got some, it got really good reviews. I'm still waiting for it to be it's shipped and I'm waiting for it to arrive at the house. Um, but I have a feeling when this thing will be going everywhere, just from the protection. I was surprised too, that they actually promote it as it will not only fit the, the iPad with the keyboard folio, but also an additional if you have a slim keyboard like the Logitech, one of the Logitechs, um, this will actually fit in there as well. And that's a that's um, a that's so, a that's a kind of a smaller uh, Bluetooth keyboard you you held up there for the audio people, right? Yeah, yeah. this is the K10 Bluetooth illuminated keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of it. Um, I know some people are 
very keyboard snobbish, but I like it because it hooks up to up to three Bluetooth devices. So like even in the office here, I have it connected to um, two Macs and my phone. So I can quickly punch out uh, texts without having to, to thumb it out. So nice. pretty handy. So, I forget which keyboard I have. It's also a Logitech. It's like a K77 or something like that, but same deal where it's got the three switch keys. And it's uh, before... Uh, I've been using this keyboard since before uh, um, iMessage was like really a thing. And people are like, why are you sending such long messages? Because I can't. I'm looking for... I did find one, and I got I to gotta swap it out to give it a try. But I found, um, where is it? I found a I found one that's Bluetooth and supports up to five devices. Bluetooth, Ooh. so uh, that actually has me a little excited as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Dave, what's your awesome thing of the week? Yeah, and this is something that was announced a week or so ago, mm-hmm. and it was actually um, spoiled, if you will, by the president who took a little test drive out on the tarmac. Uh, it's the Ford F-150 electric. They're calling it the lightning model. And this, now admittedly, I know Tesla has their um, their Cybertruck coming out, but it's kind of a big deal. And I will let you know Sorg, that the video you're playing, it's really long, so you, they have little chapters at the I bottom. I see what's going on here. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna go back to you. We're gonna. Oh, there yeah. it is. There's the truck. Okay. There it is. But the nice thing is, it first of all, it's not overly expensive compared to a gas model. Mm-hmm. And if you're not someone who's used to, you think of pickup trucks as something construction that aren't expensive. No, they're really expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the fact that. It's a Ford that makes a big difference for the larger companies Uh, to kind of go back in time. uh, The old saying, no one got fired for buying an IBM Mm -hmm. when it came to computers. No one gets fired for buying a Ford or a Chevy. But if you're, you know, if you're part of a larger company and you're like, oh, we're going to buy for a construction site, these Tesla Cybertrucks and something goes wrong. It's going to go on that purchasing person, I think. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Ford's coming out and it in honestly construction people tend not to be adventurous and that's where your volume is. It isn't your individual buying it. It's your large companies buying in mass as part of a fleet. And they know they have Ford behind them and they have a Ford dealer close by and they probably already have a relationship with the Ford dealer. So they already have that going in. And if I'm not a huge fan of the large computer screens as your dashboard. Mm-hmm. I, I still like to have buttons to hold. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, some it's, of the it's little, like it's too far of I'm a sorry. jump ahead in some cases, right? Yeah, and for me, I know a lot of things can be done by the steering wheel, but I like to be able to reach over without having to look over mm-hmm. when I'm driving. But the fact that some of the little things they added on here. Uh, like the size of the frunk, as they're calling it. <laughs> I saw um, that there was a picture. I think it was the Marquise Brownlee one, where they're just like hanging. Like they got a guy in the in the back uh, in in the uh, in the truck bed, and somebody just hanging out the front the front of it. Mm-hmm. 
And the fact, first of all, it, it is, I don't know the rest of it, but it did the fact, the fact it's power, it's a power lift, which is nice. And that they even have a little thing there showing two golf, um, two bag, two golf club bags that you can fit in that front. But it's also water resistant. So if you wanted to just throw some ice in there and party out the front, there it is. Yeah. So yeah, it, that thing is, that thing's bigger than most car trunks in the front. Yeah, yeah, it is. You could, you could hide and, a couple of bodies in there. Oh yeah. And the fact that you could say, and I know they say that you could power if one, if it was fully charged, you could power your house for a couple of days if you lose power, <laughs> but also for, if you are a construction site and you want it to power your tools, no problem. You have, you don't have to worry about it's, it's right there on the truck. And the, the, you know, most people who work construction are not going to drive a couple hundred miles to the construction site. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it has 300 and that's 300, as Marky's probably uh, pointing out, it's 300 miles under towing under um, not towing, but a loaded truck with 300 miles. So that isn't an empty truck. They're assuming that you have a thousand pounds of payload. So if you drive that thing, with less, you're going to get a lot more mileage. Yeah, so they're trying, they're trying to be really conservative here, which again, they know their market. You know, if you're going after the construction market, which there is a cheaper version, mm -hmm. you know, they have a work version, which is cheaper. I can see this as, you know, this is where it's mainstream. It's going, and this is where you could have a large hunk of electric vehicles being, switched i mean a large chunk of gas vehicles being switched to electric because it just works better for what they want and it isn't a matter of quote unquote being electric for electric but it's right. someone looking at the bottom line and saying hey it's a company we know it's with the dealer we dealt with before it's a dealership that there's tons of Ford dealerships where lots of places there aren't tesla dealerships if there's an issue so it's a company that, hey, we can do work with them. So this could be a big thing where people are like, hey, I'm used to electric now working on my work truck. Maybe I'll start thinking about electric for my home vehicle. No, it, 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 yeah, it's kind of an edge in there. Like I, I, some of the discussions I was mm -hmm. listening to from over the weekend were saying how this is, like you said, targeted more kind of for the work fleet idea uh, uh, is because of complexity. You know, it's, it's part Ford. So like the build. Like for Ford, it's like, well, they're making already making most of the parts to build the body of a Ford right. F-150. And now they're just putting in the electric components and all of these bells and mm -hmm. whistles. Right. So so right. like, you know, if anybody's good at supply and demand, it's usually Ford because they kind of started the whole thing. Right. Um, so. And then and then, like I said, the, the, the I, I, one thing I thought was interesting, like they they actually have um, um, they have a. Uh, uh, it checks the weight of what's in your bed and, and it informs that to you too. You know, you talked about the, the electric that basically replaces carrying a generator and all that gas with you to, an, to a site. And I went, you know, the events that, you know, you, you know, Dave, that I, I go to, like, they're usually there. Like, there's a lot of, it's like a line of F-150s usually yeah. at these events, except for the one sponsored by GM. Uh, so, um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it seems to make a lot of sense for that. This is not for, you know, uh, I'm going to get one for my house unless I like you're the kind of person that just drives an F-150 because. Right. right. Um, but you probably have some use for that, I would hope, if you're doing that. So um, but it, it, it's it'll be interesting. I mean, this is this is 
keep wanting to call it mass market, but it, it, it kind of isn't. It's mass market in a way, but it, it's the kind of the first big step into a new, a, a, a different mass market with it. Well, I guess yeah, it I wouldn't is. say it wouldn't say it's mass consumer market. No, no. But I would say it not. is definitely mass market. And again, with a lot of people who work in, you know, the construction business, mm -hmm. they may not be anywhere near a Tesla dealer. I'd love to have a conversation with like, but, so like, like uh, some people that do work in like, like construction and that I know, like you know, that have trucks like this. I'd love to have that conversation with them about like yeah. what they think of something like this for sure. So that's awesome. Um, you know, I'm a general contractor, right? Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I was just letting it go. Just letting it go. I think you surprised oh, him I so bumped, much. We lost him. You surprised me <laughs> so much for the first time. I bumped my own mute button. Uh, so, Rob, what do you think of something like this? <laughs> Hey, hey, I just hi, know you hi. build cool things. I don't think of I don't think of it that way. But uh -huh. um, yeah, it's fun. it's actually really interesting to hear you talk about this because the discussion of it within the industry is very different. And also, mm -hmm. um, I live in a place that is, I mean, Pennsylvania is pretty truck centric, um, but the middle of nowhere of Oregon uh, is also super truck centric oh, yeah. and it is far more common i think as coming uh as someone who came from the east coast it's just far more common to like everybody has an f-150 we have a trd off-road tacoma uh i have a fully off-road jeep um and we have a vaguely off-road van uh that we <laughs> use for um mostly like getting up the mountain and going mountain biking and dirt biking and all that kind of stuff. And I know a ton of people who drive F-150s because that's what they do. Mm -hmm. They use it to haul their toys. Uh, and a lot of those people are very interested in this. Uh, and also in talking to people in the general contractor circles, they're also very interested in this. Um, mostly in like, just it's, uh, everybody loves a new truck. It's kind of gross, uh, but everybody <laughs> loves a new truck. And what's happening is this, uh, we're, we're finally seeing not just one industry pushing a thing. Like the Cybertruck is a joke. It's not a real truck. It's a gimmick mm -hmm. um, because Elon's good at gimmicks and jokes. Um, <laughs> whereas uh, this is this is a real thing. Um, Chevy also has an electric pickup coming out. But um, this one, um, like like you already said, like the F-Series is uh, the best-selling pickup truck, has been the best-selling pickup truck, is one of the most sold vehicles in the United States, um, outclassing other types of vehicles time and time again exponentially. So for there to be an electric F-150 is a big deal in that um, when Ford makes a change, people, they don't even think about it. They just follow suit. So like uh, Ford started making um, all aluminum F-150s um, five or six years ago, I think. I actually went to the Ford factory to mm. see the uh, the truck line after they had just refitted it um, to produce all aluminum body F-150s. And there was a bunch of grumpy old dudes who were like, Mario, you'll never take my steel truck away from me. <laughs> they stopped talking and they all bought trucks uh, because that's what these people do. Um, so if they walk into a Ford dealer, there's definitely going to be a lot of people who buy these trucks and don't even realize it's electric. That's kind of the cloud that the F-150 has. Um, 
And there's also going to be fleets where people are going to replace their fleets, which is really like, that's where the money is. The, yeah. the fleet purchase of the F-150 is what drives those numbers. So um, they're going to get deals. They're going to get subsidies. They can, they will be able to buy an F-150. No one is going to buy a fleet of Cybertrucks. They will buy a fleet of fully electric Silverados. Yeah. Um, and that'll be where like the real innovation happens. And then while that's happening, I'm also seeing now when I go to a job site, it's far more common to see uh, mobile rented electric car chargers, um, partially for the people who are not necessarily the general contractors, but also you're going to have architects and all these other people who need to go to a construction site that doesn't have facility electrical built in yet. Um, and so there's versions of this where a semi, like a 53 foot semi rolls up, drops off a bunch of giant packages of batteries, and then they switch them out every few days, which is huh. hilarious and super inefficient, but we haven't figured that out yet. Um, and then there's also modular temporary solar structures doing the same thing, kind of like what Tesla is doing in the middle of nowhere where they can, they're not superchargers. Um, they don't, they don't charge that quickly, but they'll still charge your car. So like with that stuff available and with subsidies we're working with and that it's no longer, I mean, it was just a few years ago, right? That people were like, well, I don't know if this electric car thing is going to work out. And now it's like, oh no, yeah, electric cars are the future. Yeah, you see enough Teslas on the road and bolts and volts and and, and whatnot. We, we've been stepped into it with the whole hybrid thing over the last, what, 10 years or so? Uh, mm -hmm. So like, like and it's all, it's all going to be stepping into it, stepping into it. And the capacity and the and you know and everything like that is going to grow with it. You know they'll they'll yeah. solve the problems as we go, as we mm -hmm. discover the new problems and the new uses. Yep, and all of that combined with the fact that the general contractor you think of today is younger. It's mm -hmm. a whole new generation of contractors. It's mm -hmm. contractors who grew up in a fully digital ecosystem. When I when I go on onto a job site, your average dude is carrying technology on them, your average worker. Um, they're carrying technology on them. They are using lasers to measure things. They have yep. their laser has Bluetooth connectivity to their iPad. They're checking drawings without actually using a tape measure and it's all happening automatically. And all of that is going up to plan grid. So then there's a project manager somewhere or a super walking around the site who's seeing all this data come in from everyone on their crew and it's fully automated and now you have people who it's, they're super green, it's their first day on the job, and that's what they're used to coming into, as much as they're all starting to come into nobody, like battery power tools used to be a hard sell, and now people would, wouldn't have it any other way. And this mm -hmm. is just another, another piece of that, where it's just a very natural piece of the puzzle. And when the lightning dropped, I started seeing all the tricklings up on all these forums and groups and, and coworkers and stuff talking about it, where it's not, the people who are building stuff these days are not the the grumpy gas guzzlers necessarily uh the people who are building the future are the people who want electric trucks no absolutely absolutely well speaking of the future you got a pretty cool awesome thing uh, uh looks very futuristic looks very real is what it looks like actually yeah the future uh our good friends at unreal um you may remember uh unreal unreal they've tournament a, they've done a couple of things They've done a few things. Mm -hmm. uh, Epic Games. Uh, they've been toying, I'm going to say toying with, because it's still a free product, and they're just yeah. kind of figuring yeah. out how to monetize their rendering platform. So as someone working in architecture and uh, digital vis visualization, 
we use things like Unreal to do simulations of spaces. Uh, If you're working in VR, you're probably using Unreal for hyper-realistic renders. And now what they're starting to work into is real-time animated renders. And even though I will say the interface for this brand new application called Twinmotion looks exactly like Unreal did in 2001, I don't understand (laughs) why they refuse to hire a single interface designer, but that's besides the point. Well, how, um, long, how long has it been since Photoshop's really changed? Um, it was probably CS, right? It was the last piece. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, like um, there's, there's stuff in there, but it, 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 more, it hasn't really changed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as the bones work really well. And the bones right. work really well. That's the thing. So if you, whether you're a professional like me, you're working in uh rhino you're working in fusion you're working in solidworks whatever you can uh autocad uh dxf all those fun acronyms or if you are someone who is doing a model of your home in sketchup um you can export a step file and drop it right into twin motion mm-hmm. and then uh if you want to like the most entertaining thing i did is i have i have a full model in my house because that's the kind of guy i am uh and i dropped that into twin motion and then I could tell it the latitude and longitude of my house. And then I could pull in um, 3D map uh, objects because Google Maps and OpenStreetMaps, they all have that 3D map stuff available. And so instead of having what we're used to or what we've been used to, which is like, I modeled my house in SketchUp. So here's flat textures and I have a quote unquote lawn, which is a copied and pasted 300 by 300 pixel texture of some grass. Um, it will use real 3D objects produced from everywhere else. And then suddenly my house isn't by itself in a weird green field. My house is on my street using the 3D objects from Google Maps, using full solar data, using moving trees, wind, full reflectivity. You can see it like all the vegetation changed through the seasons. It is bananas and it's free and everyone should play with it. Um, It has a bunch of like free demos built into it, but like, you just drop a building or an object or whatever into that and just play with stuff. And it has that fun. The one thing that Unreal is really good with is like being able to play. I feel even when you're playing professionally, but you can be like, oh, I want I want this tree to have a few more leaves. Oh, a few less leaves. Making that like approachable. You don't have to work in CAD to understand how to use this program kind of thing. There was another product. Um, I I signed up for the beta as if I had time to play with it. But there was another one they, they, they put out that was... Uh, I think it was called Humanize, and and it was about uh, uh, taking the, a, a rig of a face of a three D face, yes. very realistic. And I think was it not using the webcam to kind of control that interface? I don't. I, I don't believe. That. I, do, I do remember the thing you're talking. I was. I feel like I was watching something about that recently. And it, and it's the I, uh, the reason you're bringing this up is because you can um, you can just tweak things, right? You can just like be like, I want more face. I want more wear on the face. I want bigger eyebrows. I want bigger lips, smaller lips. It makes it more like building a me and less like needing a doctorate in 3D rendering technology. Oh, it is called the uh, the Meta Human Generator, I believe. Oh, it's making me sign in. What the heck? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. As soon as I get past this, and uh, and yeah, it, it's it's it. it I mean, it's, it you know, completely centered on like like human human face, you know, uh, kind of idea. Oh, it wants me to do a whole email thing. <laughs> so, um, I will try to pull that up here momentarily. 
um meta human generator if you want to look that up i've been trying i've been holding off talking about it until like i had an opportunity to hop in and uh kind of do something with this and it just won't let me look at it because it wants me to get to my email and get a code for some reason um digital humans meta human creator and it's free you can sign up for it it was um you know i think there was like a waiting list or something because it was a little bit before i got into it and uh here it is High fidelity digital humans in minutes, it says. Ready for the updates, and uh, yeah, it's it's just kind of a a human creator. <laughs> just you know, that's not creepy at all. It's super creepy. It's so creepy, especially when you compare technology like that with um, with AI. Like that's where you get into this weird. Yeah, just I mean, list. kind of imagine when you're creating your character at the beginning of Grand Theft Auto, just turned up. Yep. So, yep. and it's, it's it's really terrifying and it's not even happening i think it's happening on on a cloud server with them right like it's not even like uh-huh. on your computer's in browser with it so you can go in and play mm. with that so look that up it's a uh, unreal engine oh no that's not a good domain look up a uh, metahuman generator and unreal engine and you'll you'll find it pretty easily so and again again free to sign up free to play with and you know until you plug it into something that sells a, a million copies and then you gotta pay them right just like the unreal engine anybody can download the unreal engine that's why it's been so fantastic i'm i'm oh. gonna go the opposite way on technology for my awesome thing <laughs> hey, sorg sorg yeah. yes sorg before before you before you transition off mm-hmm. when you mentioned unreal engine it, it brought something back that i remember from 11 years ago since since its 11th anniversary mm-hmm. when epic put in uh the citadel demo for the ipad oh that's what i was thinking of too yeah, yeah. And the thing that that was 11 years, because I remember downloading that and downloading Infinity Blade before it was yeah. pulled when Epic and Apple started to have the little slap fight. Uh, I remember playing that on an iPad and the iPhone and just how mind-blowing the graphics were back then. Look at the lighting effects. That's like on the original iPad, right? Maybe a three? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. The, 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 um, the one with the... The same resolution. Uh, it was. It's not even close to the resolution it is now either. Oh no, it's probably like six forty <laughs> or something crazy. Pretty like close, that. yeah. So yeah. So I mean, you know, using the same engine back then as they are now in terms of what I mean, like you said, in terms of what you can do in terms of rendering and what's live, it's crazy. I literally have an iPad three right here, and I'm curious if that demo is still on here. Because that's definitely one that I downloaded. Mm. So we're booting that up and see if I can play with that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah. speaking, so rolling back, and that, that's a nice cross-section because this is a phenomenon. Have you ever recommended a game to friends, family, and then they beat the game before you even, like, <laughs> anything? <laughs> All right? So, I mean, we have Apple Arcade. I got the family thing, the Apple One thing, you know, and I was like, hey, please play your games from this and not those things that, like, you get the $5, $2 apples or whatever crap they make you do. Cause, and, and I know, like, they're playing basically the same game, these gem, you know, tile swap games and things like that, right? Like, I know it's basically the same stuff, okay? So I come across this game. This was something that was new um, I was, a couple months ago on Apple Arcade. And it's really weird, um, but I, I got into it because I'm like, I'm not getting into a tile swap game, then I got into a tile swap game. It's uh, called Simon's Cat Storytime. I don't know who Simon is or his cat, 
There's oh, a you don't Simon's know Simon's cat. cat. Well, I do oh, now. I love Simon's I do, cat. I do now. This introduced me to him. Apparently, it's a apparently it's a big internet animated phenomenon that I started watching mm-hmm. some of the cartoons, and I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. I I did this the wrong way. But yep. Simon just moved in, and they're discovering um uh, uh. the backyard basically. And there's a story, and I stopped playing the story, and I just kept playing the gem game, uh, or not the gem game, but it's a it's a tile swap game, and you you can blow things up and everything like that. You know, it, it's that typical kind of game, um, but you earn stars, and the stars help you go through the story and everything. So I signed up, and I and I looked, you know, I'm playing through, and I'm like, oh, I'm at a hundred levels. Like, how far can this go? Then I visit my mother. Well, of course, I I know I know my 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 wife is. A lot further than I am in the story. Again, I'm like at chapter like three or something. I'm like, I guess I should sit here and read the story and see what's happening. And then, uh, and she's on, I don't know what level she's on. And I go visit my mother for Memorial Day. And I'm looking and she's like, yeah, I'm playing on my iPad and you know, I can't play on the phone. You know, I need, I need the bigger screen. I'm like, okay, okay. And, uh, and I was like, and she like opens it up and I look at it and I was like, you're on, a, you're on level 484? of this thing and she's like oh yeah and she shows me and she's like on the last chapter of the story and everything like that today that that was that was monday that was yesterday today she sends me a screenshot you completed all the levels you have a new mode unlocked until we give you more levels she just Mm -hmm. obliterated this game so I showed her how to, and it's one I directly shared because I thought she'd be interested in it because it had, you know, had the cats and everything. Uh, although she's more of a dog person, she does have a cat though. Um, and uh, and uh, and you know, I showed her like, hey, here's where the the arcade games you can download any of this stuff and that won't bother you. Um, so it's uh, yes, and 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 yes, mother is mother 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 Sorg is. Mama Sorg is in the chat room talking about how she finished the game. So, uh, so that's also so, her awesome. So, what is with. what is the extra thing that it unlocks? Like, do you have to start back oh, over? Oh, hold play on in a, a second. Mode? Let me get to the screenshot that she texted me uh, earlier today, and I got to answer that text too. Um, let's see. It says, "Congratulations, you've completed all the levels and unlocked the exclusive event, Midnight Feast. Part- oh. Participate in the event to win great prizes." While we get new levels ready for you, and she's in the chat room, maybe she can tell us what the midnight feast is. Um, but uh, and as you go through the levels, and they're, they 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 find like an old park, and they're restoring the park, and you get the picture, of the you know, pick the color of the flowers and the benches and everything like that. So it's like that. It's like a builder game, but it's more of a story builder game. Um, but then you get to go back in the story, and you find these gnomes. So it's like three games in one, apparently. Um, so and obviously. Everybody loves it. So that's gotten into it. So this has just been a phenomenon that's happening. I don't know how awesome it is for me because I'm the one that's like on on, on on level 124 and everybody else has like blown me out of the water and I've been playing it for longer than anybody. I like I it was like three weeks ago they started playing. <laughs> just destroyed this thing. So obviously everybody else has more time on their hands than I do. Uh so <laughs> Um, but no, that's use that excuse. Yes, use that excuse. Yes, that's the yes. excuse. I, I've been so busy, I have been able. No, this is the game I play when I'm laying down for bed, and I play until I basically pass out for like I don't know, you know, ten, twenty minutes or something, right? So I haven't exactly dived into it. So, 
Uh, Simon's Cat. It's on Apple Arcade. Um, there's a lot of Simon's Cat games as I was looking for um, stuff on this one. Uh, so so uh, there's definitely some freemium stuff out there too. So if you look it up, but it's definitely if you have Apple Arcade, look under your arcade. It's being featured a lot too. So uh, yeah, they're building stuff next door. It's like, what the hell, guys? Uh, so, <laughs> so a lot going on there. Um, but uh, uh, we, we, we should probably get to our sponsor. So... <laughs> Um, hey, give a shout out to our friends at Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza in New York City style. Yins are made, Beachview, Carnegie, the East End, and the North Hills. Uh, so go check them out. If you're not in the Pittsburgh area, of course, Rob, uh, we encourage you to support your local pizza place as well. Uh, so thank you to them for supporting the show. SliceOnBroadway.com. So, all right. That was that was a long first half. Uh, so... Uh, let's see. We what do we what do we got uh, on the back end? I, I, Dave, you like you like filled out the rest of the show. I looked in the doc and I'm like, oh, did I leave stuff here from last week? It's like, no, it's all stuff that Dave put in here. Uh, so what what do you want to touch on here, real quick? Well, you know what? I actually want to uh, let me uh, kind of s- springboard off of what you had about a game. Okay. Um, now this is a game that I started to play last year at the beginning of work from home. Uh, this is a um, this is one of those hidden items games where you have to find the hidden item on on each level and you go up you get so many gems for doing it and uh, uh, build it off and there's start, a story behind it. You start losing me when I hear gems. That's when I know I'm in trouble well, and probably yeah. have to spend money. <laughs> yeah. Now, now the thing is, you don't have to put out money. Good. As long as you're patient. So if it's like, oh, I've used up all my energy, well, you can put out real money or you just wait. I'm more patient than I am. I'm cheaper than I am patient, however you want to put it. So I just wait instead of putting out real money. Um, so I've, I've been playing this game for 13 months now. Um, and I have not put out any money. And there is a story behind it, like for Simon's Cat. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you have during it. So they get, each, each chapter, you get two little bits of a story. And there's kind of an overwhelming arc to it. And what the company, Wooga, who put out the game, it's June's Journey is the game. It's set in, 1920, in the 1920s. Okay. Um, they put out a podcast that goes with the game. But it's not, the podcast is not based in the 1920s. It's based in current time. Okay. So it's the main character. It's her, in, in story, her great-granddaughter who finds the person's diaries and reads it in basically it's like oh i found my great nana's diaries and i'm just starting to read into it and start realizing her life and you hear about the character's life so it's almost a spin-off story mm-hmm. about the and it doesn't really talk about gameplay or anything and there are each each episode's 10 minutes or so so, so it's not s- that long if you but, stumbled on this as a podcast listener like you could have no idea this was attached to a game no not a, no, except for in the beginning, it says, oh, if you want to find out more about June, you can play as June in the game, you know, in the game June's Journey. But and this is a hidden it, o- this is a hidden objects game. I, I just found it on the this An- is a hidden object. Yeah. OK, I just found it on the Android yeah. store. OK. Oh, find five yeah. cats. <laughs> now, that one's a you, little you, different you, because I haven't had that level, but it's okay. more like, oh, you know, they'll give you like different things to find. You have to click on the screen, and find it out that way. OK. OK. Um, so. Yeah, so 
And, but I, like I said, it's, it's by finding stuff, you can see more of the story. But the thing that when I saw the podcast was it's like I said, it's literally, it's, it sounds like someone who found their great grandmother's, um, you know, her, her journal and she's reading her. Oh yeah. When great grandmother was in the war, was a nurse in world war one. And so she's reading a journey. And then as the character saying, Oh, just like I'm dealing with a hard to deal with coworker. This is how Nana June dealt with it back then. So they're actually writing a complete story arc that is separate from the game itself, but tied into it. Like there's a whole community around this. Like it, it seems like, oh, yeah. it, it, like it seems like, you know, at first glance, it just looks like another kind of throwaway puzzle um, mm-hmm. story and everything. They got like, I don't know. They're just interviewing like all kinds of people on this thing. Like what is happening? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, no. And, and like I said, they do have it. it, it, it they, yeah. I mean, the, the, the cutouts that you're showing are people from the, from the yeah, game. Yeah. And there is an entire backstory and they put a big amount of effort into it and yeah it's one of those things that if you don't play it you're like wait a minute you mean this thing is like there's it's almost like uh, how pokemon go you tell people you know there are like millions of people playing pokemon go still even though you don't hear anyone talk about it oh yeah there are tons there are tens of thousands of people playing this game and probably no one's heard of it unless you're into the you know, these little iPhone or the iPhone slash Facebook slash Android phone, you know, and it's, it, this is, each level is easy. It's like, look at your screen, click on the screen where the item is. Yeah. Yeah. And you they know. go a whole thing around it. it. It's like, it's like, you know, I can't tell you who a YouTube star is anymore. Right. Like, and you don't, unless you're in that circle, you know, right. I mean, it's nothing that everybody knows about, but enough people know about for that YouTube star to be a star you know, or mm-hmm. this game or whatever. And make enough money. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a, everything's, everything's, everything's split up right now. So, um, no, that's great. That's awesome. So June's journey, the podcast and the game hidden object is a game. My mom says that she's seen it. Um, she's seen it advertise herself. So I think she's, yeah. uh, she's going to be downloading that now, but it's not on Apple arcade. So don't buy anything. So, <laughs> uh, watch yourself there. So, um, that's great. Okay, where are we at? Where are we almost to chill as pumpkin time yet? No, we got a little bit of time going on here. Uh, anything else in the lineup that you guys want to hit up here? It sticks out to you. Oh, uh, we we should uh, maybe talk about Amazon Sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, Dave, you had you had a little bit of the the warning on that, didn't you? Yeah, that's just something I saw on Twitter today, where. Apparently, if you have an, an Amazon device without saying her name, mm-hmm. um, a lady that mm-hmm. a lady, get on get on the A train um, that and you're opted in that this is the issue. I, I don't necessarily have an issue with what they're doing. I have an issue with opt in. Mm-hmm. So you are opted in. And unless you go in and say, no, don't do this, you're going to be used. So it's, it takes a little bit of your Wi-Fi, a little bit of your data from your Amazon device and lets people just who are close by kind of siphon off a little bit if you need it. Mm-hmm. And so your neighbor ring, let's say the ring doorbell needs a little extra internet boost or something. And, but your internet's stronger. So it'll just, you, your a device will kind of say, oh, you need it here. Take a little bit. 
Now they do the speeds very slow. So you can't really say I'm going to video stream off of it, you know, off my neighbor's um, sidewalk, but it's a matter of, you know, it's like, like I said, if they would have said, Oh, this is this thing. And this is how you can help people out. And all you got to do is check this box to opt into it. And, but it's more of a, Oh, it's on unless you want to turn it off. And and it's about like, you know, potentially you could have a device, set it up someplace in the city and you're going to have, you know, um, you know, Amazon devices, sidewalk devices nearby that they can Mm -hmm. just pick up the internet and go. Um, also this is things like trackers will pick up on something like this. Um, and we're talking, and we're literally talking about like the, 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 you know, the, the, uh, echo devices in your house would be broadcasting enough. And it sounds a little bit like how if you have an Xfinity, um, uh, router, you're automatically kind of have a guest account that anybody with a Comcast account can log into. Right. It, it's right, like that, right. but it automatically happens amongst uh, sidewalk-compatible devices. Secure, et cetera, et cetera, just like the AirTags, uh, quote-unquote, mesh network that, that works on everybody's iPhone that they're carrying around, right? So, so, and I agree with the opt-in, but I bet we already opted in when we hit that uh, TOS at the beginning, right? Oh, you did. I mean, yeah. obviously, so. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you, don't have an, you don't have an option. You have an option to go in there and go into your app settings, yes. go into more, go into settings, and then turn off Amazon si- uh, Sidewalk. But unless you actually do that, you're you're opted in. So, mm-hmm. Ro- Rob, you brought this on up to talk about it, so I imagine you have thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, uh, part of it is just kind of like a public service announcement. Um, you are, If you have an uh, Amazon device, chances are uh, the little slider is um, in, in, in a position that means you're going to share your internet with your neighbors and maybe you don't care about that. Maybe you have all the internet in the world and uh, you just want to let it go. And that's totally fine. Um, If you have uh, a Amazon Dingus uh, for the sake of being uh, informational, uh, you open the Alexa app, uh, you go down to more, hit settings, uh, then you go to account settings, then you go to Amazon Sidewalk and it'll say coming soon, Amazon Sidewalk. Um, and it's probably green and you want to tap the little thing and uh, make it gray. Another thing, uh, also directly related, if you have the latest iOS update, I'm going to pull it up on my phone so I can provide some kind of direction here. Um, If you go to settings, privacy, there's now tracking. uh, And there's a little thing that says allow apps to request to track. Um, If you have that in the gray, uh, it protects your privacy. If it is green, it means that apps can request to share data between each other. Um, you know, all, all in the interest of ads and that kind of thing. But if you're a, a privacy person, uh, that's something you might want to look into, decide if you want to opt into that or not. Um, so there's privacy concerns. The interesting thing about Amazon Sidewalk to me, if you want to like follow it down the rabbit hole, is it's like, okay, well, why... Why is Amazon doing this? Well, because they want people to use their devices. Um, They want to gather as much data as possible, which they do through their devices, uh, so they can sell you more things. And they've found that because, especially in the United States, we have really terrible broadband standards. So there's a lot of people who want to use these devices and can't or uh, are, are using these devices, but they're not using them nearly as much as Amazon would like. 
because they have poor broadband. Mm. So what do we do? We share this as a co-op. Okay, cool. Co-ops are, are useful in a lot of socioeconomic ways. Um, but then it's you, you, because we are paying for our broadband and we pay what we feel is, uh, you know, a good chunk of change for our broadband for something that we are beginning to scrape the, the issue of um, internet access being uh, a fundamental, kind of like a fundamental right. You know, you should, uh, especially with COVID and people working from home and children going to school from home, it has become more, more of an issue where it's like, well, everyone should have internet access. Right. How do you provide internet access to everyone? turn everybody's Amazon devices into hotspots effectively, creating a forced municipal network? Well, driven by capitalism, yes. Privacy <laughs> issues, yes. Serving the general good? Not necessarily, but like yeah. all of these things are related because the knee-jerk reaction for most people is not is not the uh the like heightened privacy concern of like i know you say your security is good but what if it's not yeah uh yeah. it's i'm paying for this because we're good americans we like our private property i'm paying for this and i don't want bob next door using 30 percent of what i'm paying for because he happens to live next door to me how do you feel about that if you're not paying for it and it's just a provided service back to that municipal internet thing yeah, yeah. um if we all share this load, do we care as much about our devices wanting to share the load, right? It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting uh, rabbit hole to dive down. Uh, and I think we're definitely, as the need for this kind of thing increases, you're going to see a lot more things like the Comcast thing, things like Amazon Sidewalk, um, while we're simultaneously fighting this fight of everyone should have access to the internet and the internet should remain neutral and all all the rest of Pandora's <laughs> box that you can get into there. Yeah, why is that get that not getting brought that not getting brought up in all the uh all the congressional hearings that we're we're hearing about right now, right? Um mm -hmm. yeah, and comparatively, I mean, this is something I have a box here right under this desk uh with PitMesh, MetaMesh here in town and they're doing something like that where you buy a device and and you know businesses homes have it i share a portion of my internet and then i can throttle that i think i limit it to like like five banks or something right and i have like 150 on bios so and ideally maybe the barbershop next door and the grocery the taco stand across the street and the, the church over here and it starts becoming like a bigger thing that shares out more again and then it's accessibility for everybody that doesn't have internet they don't all have to go down the library especially since mm -hmm. they couldn't over the last year right so, but again, that's something bought, that's something configured, that's something that I know, like literally like my mom's in the chat room asking, is mine okay? Well, she lives in the middle of nowhere. I don't know who's going to take, take, take that on except for the Amazon truck that, that, uh, the dogs terrorize when they pull up her driveway, uh, yesterday. But, uh, cause I think those are also potentially taking some telemetry off of like Amazon devices or something too. I thought I heard I, that's all speculation at this point, probably. Um, it feels like. That movie where everybody got sold the, you know, bad guy tech company phone, and and it turns out it's going to get turned on, and now everybody's uh, cell phone turned into a tracker, or turned into this, or turned into the thing that's going to end the world, you know, <laughs> um, you know that we've seen in, in in you know movies and cartoons. So, but uh, but yeah, it, it it is it's it's. It I mean, the same thing happened with our phones, right? Because we kind of got Trojan horse in this idea of, hey, that phone that all of you guys are, are, are carrying around, um, they're going to help other people's air trackers, air tag trackers that we just released. 
you're welcome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like this is yeah. this is a decision we've made for the greater good. Yeah. Uh, your your phone that you paid for and pay every month for is going to do yeah. this to help other people out that you have nothing to do with. So, yeah. but aren't we? You know, it, it's that kind of thing. You know, altruistically is great, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, you know, of course, wait for the first time that there's an Amazon. You know, I mean, it's it's like. You know, do we feel safe with the Amazon key thing that lets you walk into my house and deliver my groceries? No, no, not even a little no, bit. No, <laughs> not even a little bit. And no. now you just told me you just you just turn every my two or three Amazon devices into internet for anybody that wants it. Uh, I don't know about that, guys. You know, so um, I mean, it's, it's one thing if you know about it, but uh, you know, if you kick the, if you kick that on in my business, and I'm you know, streaming all the stuff I'm here and I'm bandwidth sensitive and it starts like pulling like too much load. And like, I'm calling Fios and say, what's happened to my bandwidth. And it was like this device on this address. I'm like, what the hell, what the hell is my little a lady doing? <laughs> you know, it's not playing video. It's a little tube. So, but anyways, uh, awesome thing. Hopefully not a bad thing. If you're concerned you can, I believe the article we link that we're going to link that uh, you put in here, Dave. Uh, of course, you you detailed um, how to do that. We just talked about it, but that that um, that article does also detail how you want to yeah. turn that off if you are concerned well, yeah. about it. Uh, my, yeah, that's where that's where I got the instructions from. My mother, I got it right from the article, who lives in the middle of nowhere. You're probably okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're, yeah, I'd, I, I'd be less concerned than than me, where my next neighbor is twenty feet away from me. You know, so or an apartment complex or something like that, or my front street here, you know, on on Broadway. So, but anyway, yeah, it's it's really interesting to think about the implications of this in a um, in like an apartment building or something where there's one of these things in you know fifty units all within reach of each other. Yeah, you end up with yeah. an incredibly strong mesh network, which is great. Um, I still, but... <laughs> I still remember a friends of mine. They got the lamp iMac, and they were they had a place down in the south side, uh, just off of, like like you know half a block off of Carson Street. And they're like they're like they're like yeah hey this is great. I'm like cool. Where are you getting your internet from? And they're like we don't know. We just have it. Yep. Same thing happened with somebody that was uh, watching stuff on his laptop in Brooklyn that we we're staying with one time. And I was like. I was like, so you got, so you're getting, by the way, he's like a former professional wrestler, current MMA guy at the time. And it was like, I was like, so where are you getting your internet from? And he's like, oh, it's just, you know, got from this. Oh, so you're not paying for it. It's like, are you assuming that I'm stealing this? And it got really awkward really quick. So it got very awkward very quick. So sorry, Tony, Mama Luke. Uh, So (laughs) um, anyways, well, now that we've scared the crap out of my mom, I think it's (laughs) it's time to go. (laughs) Uh, mission accomplished uh, chilla it's pumpkin time for you so uh we're gonna let you go first at chilla on the twitters of course and chill on the facebook all right we'll see you again next week uh uh, dave ponner of the prof pod on the social medias and the iphoneography podcast he actually left it was really pumpkin time for him holy crap where'd he he go he's back he's back to plug his plug his stuff baby Dave, I just gave all your plugs. So if you have anything to say about your podcast, if your audio comes back, it's on mute right now. Uh, there we go. Hey. There we go. Actually, I got completely booted out. So yeah. I had to rejoin the, the thing. Perfect Zoom time. didn't like me. Uh, so, but now I'm back. Hey. All right. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, we did a the last one. We uh, talked about macro photography. Mm-hmm. 
And we lucked out that uh, because we record every other week. Uh, our next recording session is next Monday, which is the night of the first day of WWDC. So we'll be able to give some hot takes. Now, admittedly, we know that, you know, WWDC will not have iPhone. Nope. Um, it's going to be super geeky. Hardware. Right. Hardware. But it will, we will be able to see all the OSs that come out. So both iOS, iPad OS, and I think iPad OS is going to be the big one this year to get up to speed with the M1 iPad. So you're, I think that's going to be a big change. Um, and so we'll be able to talk about that on the podcast next week. Um, also, um, you can also follow me on Instagram as ProfPod. That's where I do most of my photography stuff. Uh, on Twitter, it's photography and a little bit of yelling and screaming also. Oh, oh so it's kind of like the wrestling show. Um, by the way, Pretty I, much, yeah. that, that little photography. Le- but, 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 no, but no Legos. That, <laughs> that little globe that you told us about um, for yes. photography and stuff. I was like, oh, I'm going to bring it with us to, on my shoot. So I brought it to Baja. And uh, I pulled it out, and I was I was starting to play with it a little bit uh, to try to you know do some fun shots at, at, mm-hmm. in, in Tucson. Hey, you know that thing about do not put in direct sunlight. Oh, I was holding it in my hand, like trying to hold it up to do a shot, and then I was oh, like, no. "Why does my hand hurt?" Oh no! And I'm like, "Oh, I'm burning my hand. I'm going to put this back in my backpack. Don't take it out in the desert sun, guys." <laughs> so. <laughs> um yeah yeah we have a lot of overcast here in pittsburgh and uh that apparently helped me not hurt myself previously when i tested it yeah <laughs> rob de la Creta, building right. cool shit out there that's what i do in the show i can swear um all, 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 all the kids are at the bed uh, all the teetotalers are gone yes exactly. <laughs> thank you so much for hopping on this 11th anniversary i was getting it so it's a, been 11 years but that's not the 11 yeah. i guess it's like the 10th anniversary technically 10th is that, anniversary, is that 10th anniversary? Yeah, yeah. listen yeah. i did an entire show mm-hmm. with the wrong number yeah. i think on both shows once so <laughs> the math gets hard okay so we have a, a few more gray hairs than uh than, than 11 years ago but uh thank you rob for joining us where can people uh where where, where are we allowed to see what you're doing where are you allowed to see what i do i, it's, I, guess, uh, I remember that's the question you i can need to ask see um all kinds of i i post photos of things uh <laughs> fairly polished at my instagram uh robjdlc um i post more of what i'm actually doing in my stories on my instagram uh, if you want to see uh, the pretty things that uh, I've made, I think I could say that I've made all the things. Yeah, I've made all the things on the website now. Uh, Iontank.com, I-O-N-T-A-N-K. Uh, and you can see all that stuff. And uh, yeah, go buy, I don't know, go, go, go buy a fun car. That's my advice. Go buy a fun car. There you go. It doesn't have to be a new car, fun car. There you go. I remember you gave me a tour of the the, the studio here, or warehouse, or whatever you call it here in town before you moved out west. And it was just yeah, like a, yeah. I saw a lot of technology that I didn't see around for like another two years. So mm-hmm. it was it's really cool, and it's cool to see you're you're still doing it and, and having fun out there in Oregon. So uh, thank you so much. Thank you everybody for hanging out and uh, making this feel like anybody's watching for the last eleven years of doing this podcast uh we'll see you guys next week it'll probably look a little differently i will be in ann arbor michigan and probably in a hotel i'm either going to be in a hotel room doing the show or a bus 
and we'll explain that. Uh, Patreon, I think you'll understand what that is if you uh, listen to this week's upcoming pre-show Patreon. Uh, so, uh, But until next time, you have been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.